Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. I've got a free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. It's a great study guide if you're taking any type of uh, board exam or if you're in pharmacology classes going through that in college. Uh, great resource, great refresher if you're out in practice as well. Uh, so again, free, totally free uh, simply for subscribing uh, to the podcast by uh, sharing your email there. So with that said, let's get into the drug of the day today, and that is ethanyl estradiol and i wanted to um break these apart a little bit because ethanyl estradiol is um part of combined oral contraceptives with a progesterone component obviously ethanyl estradiol is the estrogen type component brand names of those combination oral contraceptives uh, include sprintec uh, Jolessa, Apri, Lavora, uh, Cariva, Notrel, Yaz. Uh, so there's tons and tons of brand name oral contraceptives, and each one tends to either have a different dosage of ethanol estradiol uh, and or a different progesterone component. So that's really what the difference is. So you've got to kind of look at each individual label, each individual brand name. Uh, and I will say our friends at pearls.com uh, have a wonderful resource with all the brand names. And I certainly didn't list them all uh, in the podcast here. So uh, to do that, you can go check out pearls.com slash RLP, like reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, simply creating a free account there, you'll get access to uh, their layout, their PDF of all the different uh, birth control options, brand names, and you know what the different strength and, and dosage forms are there. So a uh, great resource. I used it to help kind of put this together a little bit as well. So let's get into mechanism of action a little bit. Uh, estrogen, so ethanol estradiol is basically estrogen. It's a synthetic estrogen. And in the body, estrogen has uh, negative feedback on the pituitary gland. So that negative feedback basically causes a reduction in FSH secretion. And FSH is follicle-stimulating hormone. Ultimately, this inhibits follicular development and ultimately ovulation and helps prevent pregnancy. Now, I will note that Generally, the progesterone component is considered uh, to do a little bit more of that prevention of pregnancy than uh, estrogen or ethanol estradiol, um, but certainly that, that plays a role there as well. Uh, let's talk dosing a little bit. I think that's a really important thing and definitely something that I have come across as far as having questions and things like that. 
so what's what's the difference? You know, why do why do we use you know maybe a, a very low dose like ten micrograms versus a higher dose like fifty micrograms? You know, is it more effective? Uh, and so on and so forth. What's what's the deal there? So uh, first, I'll, I'll mention that uh, standard preparations, probably the most common you're going to see in practice, are in the twenty to thirty microgram range, maybe up to thirty five microgram range. Uh, so that is where, you know, I think most clinicians are, are prescribing things. So the the biggest thing, the biggest adverse effect that you need to pay attention to and why the estrogen component or the ethanol estradiol component matters is breakthrough bleeding. So generally, the lower the dose of that ethanol estradiol, the more and more likely uh, it might occur that a patient has uh, breakthrough bleeding. And reminder, breakthrough bleeding, a small amount of blood um, when we're not anticipating the period. So uh, that's probably the biggest reason why we're worried about the dose because um, efficacy has been proven to be fairly similar. And again, that efficacy depends upon the progesterone component as well. Um, so, you know, if you thought that, hey, you know, efficacy in preventing pregnancy is close, you know, why wouldn't we 100% minimize um, the ethanol estradiol component and that reason is likely breakthrough bleeding. Um, there is potential for other adverse effects as well as we escalate the dose of ethanol estradiol. Um, I believe once initially when uh, oral contraceptives were creative there were dosages upwards of 50 uh, 100 micrograms plus that were utilized of ethanol estradiol. And uh, patients tended to encounter a lot more GI upset, like nausea and that type of thing. So um, that can occur for some patients for sure. Um, headaches have certainly been reported. So that bleeding, um, heavy menses, breakthrough bleeding, uh, that can occur potentially as we have uh, lower dosages or maybe a little bit more likely with lower dosages. Uh, and then, of course, anytime you talk about estrogen, we have got to talk about blood clot risk, okay? So the risk for DVT, PE, uh, stroke, things like that. Um, and there are specific contraindications to oral contraceptives, which obviously includes ethanol estradiol. Uh, this is a classic board exam question where you're given a patient case and they have a history of DVT, PE, or another contraindication, and you've got to recognize that and say, hey, you know, we can't use uh, uh, combined oral contraceptives or a drug like ethanol estradiol here. So contraindications, so history DVT-PE, uh, active liver disease, uh, high cardiovascular risk, uh, smoking and age uh, greater than or equal to, to 35. So that's a, a risk factor as well there for an increased uh, clot risk, uncontrolled hypertension, um, also, uh, breast cancer. So we can have some risks there with ethanol estradiol as well. And there are some uh, some more. I'm not going to go through every single one on the list. Those are some really, really big ones that uh, at least I have found tested on throughout pharmacology classes and board exams um, that, that I laid out there. Uh, but the CDC has a summary chart of U.S. medical eligibility criteria for contraceptive use. Okay, so if you Google search CDC summary chart of 
contraceptive use, you'll, you'll probably find it there. But the full title is Summary Chart of U.S. Medical Eligibility Criteria for Contraceptive Use. Um, so yeah, CDC's got that nice chart, and it kind of lays out a whole bunch of different medical conditions and you know, kind of what's the risk of using contraceptives in uh, these types of uh, patients or these types of uh, disease states that, that patients might have. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like BCPS, ambulatory care, geriatrics, BCMTMS, NAPLEX, go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. We've got a growing list of resources there that can absolutely uh, help prepare you to pass your exam. And we've got a, a growing list of testimonials as well um, with thousands of, of customers uh, who have uh, checked out our study materials. So uh, go check that out. Support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. There's also links for other healthcare professionals and pharmacists alike. Uh, go check that out at meded101.com slash store as well. Got a new book on nursing pharmacology, uh, food medication interactions, drug-drug interactions, case studies, all sorts of different resources for any healthcare professional that works with medications. So uh, go check out all those links, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. All right, let's wrap up with drug interactions. With oral contraceptives, I wouldn't say there's a ton of drug interactions. Uh, CYP3A4 inducers are a significant deal. Okay, So that's your carbamazepine, your St. John's wort, your rifampin, maybe phenytoin. These can all potentially reduce concentrations of ethanol estradiol. Okay, And by doing that, Obviously, you know, we could run the risk of a breakthrough bleeding and potentially, at least in theory, uh, if concentrations of ethanol estradiol got low enough and or the progesterone component got low enough, uh, we could potentially have an unintended pregnancy as well. So really, really important uh, to remember those enzyme inducers uh, and keep those in the, the back of your mind and maybe double check run a drug interaction screen if you know a patient that has to have one of these enzyme inducers. Uh, topiramate, I did want to mention, while not classically considered maybe an enzyme inducer, at least to the extent of some of those other meds I listed, um, there is some potential evidence, particularly at higher dosages, uh, where there have been reports of uh, unintended pregnancies and or breakthrough bleeding. Um, and again, particularly at higher doses of topiramate and then using it with uh, ethanol, ethanol estradiol uh, as a component of oral contraceptions. And then one last one I wanted to mention was uh, ethanol estradiol in combo with uh, progestions have um, been reported to reduce lamotrigine levels. Okay, so if you got a stable bipolar patient on lamotrigine, uh, certainly, we, we wouldn't want to um, start a drug like ethanol estradiol in combo with a progestin and reduce those levels and potentially uh, alter the stability uh, of the uh, uh, patient with psychiatric illness. So uh, that can be a little bit of a challenge there. But just a, a good thing to remember, there's a lot of 
seizure medications or anti-epileptic medications that can interact with ethanyl estradiol. Okay, so that's a, a good way to think about it. Um, but there are others as well, like Rifampa and St. John's Wort, uh, that are, are enzyme inducers too. So um, not a total catch-all, but definitely something to think about. If you know a patient has a history of seizures, you might want to double-check uh, drug interaction screen if you're going to put them on oral contraceptives or if they're uh, taking it there. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Hope you picked up some clinical practice pearls. Uh, questions, comments, reach out to me, mededucation101 at gmail.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Also remember to support the sponsor today, pearls.com slash RLP. Uh, go get your uh, free table, free resource on all the different types of oral contraceptive products. Great layout that they have there. Uh, you can categorize them, sort them a little bit. Um, nice little resource to have. You can do that simply by doing a free account at pearls.com slash RLP. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That's greatly appreciated. Uh, track me down uh, by email like I mentioned before there. And I'm going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.